more perfect stage could not be asked for. I don't see any instruments. Your powers of observation continue to serve you well. But wait! It is to Madame Justice that I dedicate this concerto in honor of the holiday she seems to have taken from these parts, and in recognition of the imposter that stands in her stead. Tell me, do you know what day it is, Evie? Um, November the 4th. Not anymore. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. First, the overture. Yes. Yes, the strings. Listen carefully, can you hear it? Now the brass. I can hear it. It's better to die on your feet than live on your knees. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. Good afternoon, folks. Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. Please subscribe to our podcast immediately as this is an emergency transmission going right into the 2022 elections. We're going to be breaking everything down. Go to noncompliantamerica.com. We're going to be breaking down uh, what ballot, ballot measure 114 really means and what it's going to mean for the state, what kind of precedent it's going to set for the country. I'm going to give you a play-by-play of the debate that happened a few weeks ago with Kevin Starrett. And what an interesting time that we're in in the fact that we're even having this discussion but I just want to say, you know, over these past couple years of dealing with the pandemic and dealing with, uh, you know, just the uncloaking of this communist revolution uh, that has undertaken, I just want you to know uh, that uh, we're all here together. We're all here fighting the same thing. We all just want freedom. We all just want prosperity. We just want to be left alone. We want to preserve our God-given rights. Now keep in mind they're God-given rights. But it's under attack, folks, and you guys know that. And if, if anything I can get through to you, the most important message that I can convey to you is that it's all on the table now. Everything is on the table. These tyrants will not let up. But the good thing is, the great news is that 
They are now on their heels everywhere, all over the country, especially in Oregon. Now, have they pushed too far? I think so. I think there is an unbelievable amount of energy of the American system and the American people that are waking up out of their slumber and deciding that they are done. They're done being told what to do. They're done with their kids being messed with and put masks on and inappropriately groomed and touched and manipulated. They're tired of the sex change nonsense. They're tired of CRT. They're tired of everything. And it's a great representation of that in this coming election. Now, it's extremely important that you understand if you're listening to this transmission and you still have not voted, fill out your ballot, but do not turn it in until this coming Tuesday. Do not turn it in until the day of. And also, do not put it in a ballot box. Take the extra 10, 15 minutes, go to your local county clerk. And here's why. It's more important now than ever. These tyrants are stealing the election. And we talked about it last week, how they're trying to encourage everybody to go out and vote, 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 pre-vote, turn in your vote early. All your neighbors are turning in your vote early. Remember that text message I got? So it's really important because if you have not seen 2000 Mules, they break down how these communists, I don't even want to call them Democrats anymore. They are legitimate communists. I want to break down um, of how these outsiders, uh, people I think working for multinational corporations, because that's really what it's about. It's about uh, multinational corporations taking over our local and state governments. That's the rule. That's the plan. That's the Klaus Schwab Great Reset plan. That's a strong cities initiative plan. They want to destroy things at a fundamental level. So when you're looking at the TV and you're seeing your local representative, your local representative, if they're on the Democrats' side, I guarantee you they're getting national and international support on what agenda to push, how to navigate their political campaign, where all their funding comes from, and everything else. By all means, just because it says working families next to their ballot box, that's some scam that they're trying to manipulate people into thinking that they're on behalf of working families. And they're not. It, it, that is a, to me, that is a, that is a voting fraud scam. The fact that these tyrants are able to manipulate even down to the ballot itself where it says working families next to Democrats. How is that not infringement? Because by default, understand, the average person can't read above an eighth grade level. The average person does not have the intellect. They're working. They are out fighting for their families. They are out trying to survive, especially now going into this winter, this darker winter that we're going to have. But they have the tenacity to put 
working families next to that. Think about that, folks. That's it's just absolutely absurd. Absurd. That to me is voter fraud. 100%. You should not be able to put the word working families next to that. Now, I know that there's some pack or some working families party out there that gave the endorsement and that's just a loophole workaround. It's bullcrap is what it is. Okay, here's an interesting story uh, out of Oregon Live. Oregon Democrats said they accepted 500000 from a Las Vegas cryptocurrency, Las Vegas cryptocurrency startup. Now they say the real donor was someone else. Hmm, act like they didn't know where that money was coming from. And this is what we're fighting against. We're fighting against a multi-level conglomerate. That's, a, that's at the international level. It's not even governments. It's above governments. It's corporations. It's NGOs like the ADL, the SPLC, which is those are now coming out, working directly over and overseeing all of your internet censorship and banning and everything else. We're going to talk about that later. But Oregon Democrats said they accepted $500,000 from a Las Vegas cryptocurrency startup. Now they say the real donor was someone else. How is that not voter fraud? How is that legal? And this is what I want to convey to you guys. And a lot of you guys know this if you're listening to my show. You know this. But it's outside entities that are influencing our local elections. It's outside corporations. It's outside companies that are influencing our elections. These people don't live here. They don't give too crap about us. They don't give anything. They have an agenda. What's the agenda? Take away all your rights. Take away all your guns. Lock you in your home. Gaslight you. Put a screen in front of you to where you're not even engaged in the real world. Then they want to take all your resources, have you eat bugs, make you live in a 10 by 10 shack. And, uh, and, and sit there until you die and or them be able to mandate and dictate the, the means of your surrender. That's the goal. That's progressivism. When anybody talks about, oh, we're moving forward and we are gaining progressive and we don't want to go backwards, we want to go forwards. What that means is what the futurists talk about putting you in a bubble city, taking away all of your rights, monitoring, tracking everything that you do. That's what progressivism is. That's why technology is a slippery slope. That's why I encourage you at this point, I encourage you less technology is better. Coming from a guy that does technology. I'm a technology guy. I love technology. It's great. There's so many great things about it. But unless you understand the parameters, which I don't even understand all the parameters, there's so many back doors and all the new stuff, it's unreal. It'd blow your mind. They can transmit data over power lines. So you don't even have to have an internet service or an internet signal for them to be able to pull data from a device. They do it through the power lines. So unless you know that, you don't even understand what's out there and how you're being tracked and traced and everything else. And they're, the information that they're receiving, you're thinking, oh, what's the big deal if they know I use my dishwasher or not? It's not that. They're putting microphones in everything. 
and they, and they're being caught everywhere. So then what they do is they update their terms and conditions, all these tech companies, they update their terms and conditions and they say in there, just like they notified you before the vaccines came out, that they're deadly. They're going to kill a bunch of people. There's going to be a lot of mitocarditis, a lot of heart attacks, cardiovascular diseases, uh, cancer is going to race through the roof. They said all of this prior to them releasing the shot. Most of you just didn't see it. But now they have plausible deniability to say, well, you know, as this thing comes out, which it is all coming out, well, we told you so. We, we let you know. Like, yeah, we're trying to kill you. So they told you, like, listen, of course we're trying to kill you. We told you. Whether you chose to see it, whether you chose to acknowledge it or not, Ben Shapiro's coming out saying he was fooled. I don't know if you saw that. But what I'm getting at is it's not all about the governments. It's what us Republicans and the conservatives and the grassroots movement is about reasserting our will as the people and get these representatives to force these corporations to sit down. And these corporations think that they got enough politicians in their pocket that they're moving forward with these agendas like the Measure 114 ballot, like the Measure 113 ballot, like pretty much all the measures on there. The first thing, what's the first line it says? That should tell you everything. Amend the Constitution. That's it right there. We don't want to amend the Constitution. We want to push the Constitution back. We want to get rid of these amendments of the Constitution. We need to get less government, less bureaucracy, less oversight. Now, the argument is, if there's less government oversight, these corporations are going to have a heyday, right? So we need the government in order to protect us against the corporations. Well, we know that that's not the case. And we know that that's not what's happening. If a strong, informed population is at the helm, we can take control of what we want to accept. We get to choose with our dollar, with what we choose to engage with, with what we, to, we choose to digest of what these corporations want. It's up to us as the people. And I think the referendum is coming. The giant, 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 ginormous red wave is coming. And people both on the right and the left are absolutely sick of what's going on. And it's a strong representation of what here happens in Oregon. But, they, like I said, they're not going to release power openly and honorably. We have to fight to take it. Non-violently, but we're doing it. Be right back. Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome back, folks. It's D-Day. Remember, remember, the 5th of November. We've got two days until the fate of this state and the fate of this country is determined. Will us, as the American people, as Oregonians, have enough will and enough strength to overturn 
this tyrannical regime cloaking itself as the Democratic Party in their theft, robbery, steal, stealing, gaslighting, everything that they're doing to us on a daily basis. It's overwhelming for some. But once you see it, you then just see it. And, you, and, and, and it's, like, it's like dealing with a three- or four-year-old. You're like, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> you know, just the ridiculousness and the claims that they make. Right? So, I was, as I was going to the break, I was talking about how the Oregon Democrats said they accepted 500000 from a Las Vegas cryptocurrency startup. Now they say the real donor was someone else. Who was this mysterious, mysterious donor? Right? So, they're under, under Oregon statute. It's a Class C felony to make campaign contributions under a false name. So what's happening to that 500000 You better ask one of your representatives out there. And if you're voting for these clowns, this is how they flush money into these things. That's why you see you know, advertising happening for the Democrats 10 to 1, because there's dark money. And they do little scams like this, but they're getting caught everywhere. They're getting caught. But it's the activists, the journalists, just the regular grassroots people that are investigating these things and forcing the light to be shined on these tyrants. They cannot operate in the light as much as they would like to. They can't because we wouldn't accept their agenda. If they said, yeah, we just want to kill babies, harvest their organs, and really we're just trying to depopulate uh, the planet because there's just too many of us. And so we're going to get you, we're going to take away all your meat. We're going to take away all nutrition. We're just going to denutralize you guys. And uh, and you're going to get a vaccine where, you know, most of you probably 90, uh, probably need 99, 99.999999% uh, after we vaccinate you while you're pregnant, which we do recommend that you get. Uh, yeah, it's just going to kill your baby. You won't be able to have babies anymore which is no big deal and it's all good it's all for the cause because we live in an angrier world so you don't want to have kids in this world because you know do you really come on do you really want to bring kids into this pedophilia thing that we recommend and we encourage and we bring into your school systems and we do all that do you really want to have kids just don't have kids you know just kill yourself you know how about you just do that and uh it goes with that old saying of the uh, the bumper sticker you know a real environmentalist would kill themselves because here's the thing. Here's the, uh, here's the ridiculousness of the argument. Is really, they're just trying to pave a better world for themselves. They're not looking out for us. And by all means, I don't encourage anybody to kill themselves. At all. I think it's disgusting. Uh, and there's help for you guys out there. If you're feeling down, if this is hard, understand, we've all been there. And I don't encourage it at all. In fact, suicide rate is up through the roof since the pandemic. Because people's lives are falling apart. They're shattering. And that's the point of this podcast. And the point of this show is to get you guys to understand, as scary as this stuff sounds, as scary as it may seem, it's best to just accept the fact that you've been lied to your entire life and just understand what it is. These people do things like the Wizard of Oz. They create these, this big fanfare presentation to try to convince you that they're the all-seeing eye, all-powerful, they are everything. You, they'll squash you like a bug if you step to them. That's why they do the Alex Jones um, judgment of a billion dollars. Biggest judgment 
fourfold of the largest judgment for a defense case like that ever. And so they want to scare people. Oh, my gosh, they got Alex Jones for a billion dollars. They, they got it for a billion dollars. So he's, man, I, I don't want to speak out against the government. They're scary. Same group that, you know, sued uh, Remington. And they're now going after Kanye West, right? These tyrants don't stop. And so understand, y'all got nothing to lose. We got nothing to lose. Everything's on the table. So we might as well get out there. We might as well go to the polls, overshadow the polls, and get in these people's face because they don't want that. And this is a, the most important thing is if you shine a light on these people, they got no alibi. They're naked. Just shine a light on them. Say, hey, what are you guys doing over there? Looks like you got this mysterious $500,000 donated to the Oregon Democrat Party. Where'd that money come from? Turns out it didn't come from where it said. So they violated, where's that money going? Who's going to take that money back, right? Now, I do want to dive into 114 because I think it's important. Um, I'm going to play some snippets of uh, the interview, or it wasn't really an interview. It was actually, you know, a, uh, I don't know what it, what it was, flawless victory, a fatality, like from Mortal Kombat 3. Uh, it, it was just, Kevin Sterrett just knocked it out of the park. And it's so interesting, and, and I talked about this on one of my special broadcasts that's not on the radio, about that specific debate. So between the moderator, they had two people and the moderator from the news organization combating against Kevin Sterrett on the argument for Measure 114. Now, the moderator, he did okay, but you can see how they slanted the entire debate, as they do. But again, you have these retards that have no argument to stand on because basically Measure 114, they're just trying to snuff out from anybody from being able to protect themselves and own a firearm. That's what 114 is. They want to take away your gun rights. They want to take it away indefinitely to where you cannot buy, purchase, own a firearm. And it gives, basically makes everybody who owns a firearm with other, oh, more than a 10-round magazine, they become a criminal. Then you start to negotiate how you're going to turn in your stuff so you can comply. To what point are you going to be where you stop complying? And I think we're at that point. You're listening to Non-Compliant America. We'll be right back. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Non-Compliant America. I'm your host, Joshua Michael. And it is the 5th of November. We are two days away from the election. 
And I, and I can't express to you enough the importance of if you have not yet voted and turned in your ballot, wait until uh, the Tuesday coming up because it makes it harder for them to steal the election. Okay, I, I really want to talk about 114 because I think it's extremely important. Uh, I think it's important you guys understand what's at stake. And so I just want to play a couple little clips uh, from the debate that had that was on KPTV. Now, keep in mind, this is Fox News, right? But Fox News allowed two people on the pro-114 side and then one person, uh, Mr. Sterrett from the Oregon Firearms Federation, now, I've interviewed Starrett uh, on a bunch of different things, and, uh, you know, I, I, he's a great debater. So, really, between the three, uh, the moderator and then the two pro-Measure 114 um, cuck boys, Mr. Starrett's like a howitzer against their BB guns. They don't have an argument for this, and it's very apparent. I'm going to post this actual, the full debate uh, on my podcast, if you want to check it out, Non-Compliant America, it's also be tied in with this uh, with this show. But you can also go to live.noncompliantamerica.com and check out all the videos um, that we put and play on our show. But what's interesting is I just want to play an example here uh, of little clippets of this debate. Really interesting that Kevin Starrett just not mutilates them. And they don't really have an argument. They, they, they're constantly saying it's going to save lives, it's going to protect people. Oh, you know, if somebody gets killed, it's going to be our fault if we don't pass this. Just the same old rhetoric, but there's no statistical data behind it. In fact, this measure does not exist right now. It does not exist, and murder rate is through the roof in Portland. And these are the Portland bureaucrats that are tied to international NGOs. This guy is from the AACP, I think, uh, the NAACP, excuse me. And he's a representative, one of those NGOs, the SPLC, the ADL. Keep in mind, there's a huge scandal going uh, with these guys, how they're tied in and have been collaborating directly, overseeing uh, agencies such as Facebook, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, and censoring. So these NGOs are working through an international conglomerate, collaborating with China, and helping censor you and what your free speech is and what you're able to do online. And we've all seen it. We all know it. But it's all coming out now. But I don't want to get off on a tangent too much. So here's a little clip from, uh, from that debate that happened the other night. A question for you now, sir. If cars are required to be registered in the state of Oregon and drivers are required to be licensed, why shouldn't gun owners be required to do the same? Well, thank you. First of all, Mr. Hummel's statistics are completely false, provably false, and we could get to that in a minute. But I'm glad you brought up cars because, you know, I'd like to see people, uh, the, the registration and the, uh, the uh, regulation of guns match what we do with cars. You know, you don't need a license to buy a car. You don't need a license to keep a car in your driveway. You don't need a license to drive a car on your property. What you need a license for is to operate it in public on public roads. And when you get a license to operate a car at a pretty young age, you can operate any car in any state. You can borrow a person's car. So if you want to start applying the rules from cars to guns, you know, I'd be actually pretty eager to do that. But I'd also like to point out that while we have licensing requirements for cars and drivers, it clearly hasn't prevented people from running each other over and using them in crimes. And so I don't have an objection to driver's licenses 
It's not a constitutional right. It hasn't kept people safe. And the analogy simply doesn't make sense. I can have all the cars I want without having a license, requiring a license of any kind. So the analogy simply doesn't doesn't uh, match up with the with the the uh, with what you're talking about here. Okay. Uh- so yeah, just it, things go on and on and on. And and I'm going to play a couple little extra sections of this debate because uh, it's really telling to show you know what this actually entails. So the other aspect of this debate is the uh, the overreach and the database collection that they're trying to roll out and basically create an entire database. So they talk, they're talking back and forth. And one of the examples that Mr. Sterrett brings up is the fact that this database is going to put a lot of people in danger, in which it will, because we know databases get leaked. We know they're going to, they're, I mean, if the Democrats are at hell, at the helm, guaranteed they are selling our information down the back door. Guaranteed. So organizations like the double N, or NAACP uh, or the SPLC or the ADL or whoever, right? Whatever their collaboration is, which we now have the documents to show that they're direct collaboration with the government agencies, and they're using these NGOs as front groups so the government agencies aren't violating our rights. You see how that works? And that's where the argument comes to where some people really want a bigger government to oversee those NGOs and put them at risk, but now we know that they're actually directly collaborating to where we might as well just... If we can lower and lessen the government and the bureaucracies, we'd have some more oversight. When things are simpler, they're a lot easier to manage. They make things so complex. There's 50,000 people tied into these agencies, and each one of them does one little thing to where they're isolated, and they just create this overcomplexity to allow them to operate in these gray areas and have these shadowy uh, agencies and shadowy groups that are able to basically go sight unseen and not be able to be seen. So one of the examples is, is they talk about this database getting leaked to the public, potentially putting uh, domestic violence victims and assault victims at risk if their database is getting exposed. And it's a very good point because we know these databases are going to be leaked. Next thing you know, we're going to re- read in Oregon Live how there was a breach in the government database and, you know, everybody's records got released accidentally. We're sorry. We won't happen again. Everybody changed their password. So now we have to do a three-step authentication where you need blood. And you're going to have a little blood scanner or RFID chip or something ridiculous, which is just going to further increment um, the security state. But uh, anyways, listen to this argument. It's, it's, it's really interesting on, on, on what they say in regards to that. database of anyone who has purchased a firearm and that there are no parameters on who has access to that information. In this politically divisive time, should voters be concerned about an invasion of privacy? Is it possible that activists might access that list and use the information to target or dox legal gun owners? Absolutely. Well, Mr. Starrett, uh, people might be fearful after hearing from Mr. Starrett. I've heard him say often that Listen you know, someone him. who's at risk of uh, domestic violence could have their uh, record made public to their, you know, abuser. And uh, that that's pretty scary. If it were true, it's a little bit insulting. I'd spend my career working, you know, to fight for, you know, women and other victims of crime who are at risk of getting injured. And I personally have used Oregon law with the victim advocates in my office to keep records private 
from victims of domestic violence. Oregon law. So did you catch that? He said he has worked with Oregon law to keep records private because they're defaulting to public record, which then goes in in conjunction with exactly what Mr. Sterrett's stating. Listen to this again. Records private from victims of domestic violence. Oregon law has a procedure that if you have a valid basis for believing that if your information is released, you know, your safety could be put at risk, you can petition to have your records sealed. And it, it's not theoretical. It's quite actionable because I personally yeah. have filed those motions to protect, uh, you know, women who are at risk of domestic violence. So it is not. Okay, Mr. John Hummel, we don't want to have to petition to keep our records private. We don't want you to have records at all. That's the point is if you guys don't have the records at all, if there's no records to have, then we can't have a security breach and we can't accidentally release any of our information. You see how that works? If it doesn't exist, if you don't put it in there at all, then there's nothing to manage. You guys don't have to worry about it. How about that? True, that every record uh, is going to be released. Oregon records are generally public unless there's a reason to keep them private. Yeah, and the safety of someone is a reason to keep it Antifa private. So, no, the records buildings. will not be available to anyone at any time for any purpose. So you're saying that uh, they would be available unless somebody requested that they be sealed? Is, is that what you're saying? Or uh, am I missing something there? Right. Well, it's up to the Oregon legislature to make any exceptions See, they for don't public even know records. The answer to that. Um, any public records exceptions. They could do that for this particular database. But if they don't do that, any individual would have a right to petition the state to keep their records private. There we go. So he's basically stating, yes, your public information is going to be even more public and we're going to gather more information and give it out to the public. But if you want, you can petition the state and maybe they'll decide to keep your records private. But you have to do that. It's kind of like Google going around and mapping out your property, mapping out your house, searching every crack and crevice, supplying all that information, putting it on a public forum and to where any Joe Schmo off the street can type in your address and see everything that you have parked in your driveway. They can give live updated street views, which they update about once every year because it's, quote, public domain. But a lot of you guys don't know this is that you can actually go to Google Go to your address and petition for them to remove your address off of their database. So they do it by default. They, they steal your data. They steal your map. They steal your property record. And they put it online for anybody and everybody to see. That, to me, is a violation of your rights because they're not asking, right? They're not asking for it. They're just taking it. And they're making you go through the steps to disable that and take it off of there. We're going to get more into this debate when we get back. You're listening to Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. It's better to die on your feet than live on your knee. Broadcasting live, it's Joshua Michael. Welcome back to the last segment of Noncompliant America. And we were talking about the Measure 114 debate and kind of going through little snippets of it. Uh, a lot of you guys listening, you already know what it is. It's a gun grab. They are trying to disarm us. They are trying to restrict us from 
doing anything and having any type of freedoms, and this is just one more thing that they're piling on. That's why your vote is more important now than ever. And if you have not voted, I'll tell you again, and I'll tell you again, and I'll tell you again, do not vote until Election Day. And do not put it in a ballot box because the mules, and they'll just have some type of shenanigan on how your vote and your ballot does not get there. Do not trust the system. Trust but verify. We must oversee everything. And I encourage every single one of you guys listening right now to take Tuesday off and go to your local county clerks and just stand there and see how you can get involved. Do Overwatch. Don't let these people bully you. You have a right to see and watch the process. Just understand that. They don't want you there because they are going to cheat. Anyways, one last little section. You guys already know. I don't don't even know why I, I, I harp on this stuff because we already know what it is. The scales are tipped so drastically right now, so drastically. You know, there's like three or four people on top of the hill, and they're just shining a fire hose and making just an enormous amount of mud from the millions of people that are trying to swarm to the top for us to overtake our system nonviolently, peacefully, and just be able to have control of our lives again. So many people, so many people are absolutely sick of this stuff. I don't know anybody voting for the Measure 114 that isn't paid off. I don't know anybody advocating for it. And, and, and here's the harsh reality is everything is, all the scales are tipped. These people, these communists, terrorists, non-government organizational representatives, these George Soros operatives, these DAs, Guaranteed, I guaranteed, guarantee it. They got dark money coming into their pockets some way, somehow. These people are the scum of the earth by far. They're selling out all their country and everything just to get ahead, just to get a dollar. Most of these people probably don't have children. None of them do. They are the most selfish, disgusting creatures that exist. And we already know that. We already know that. But... Even our local Fox News, because Fox News is so great, not, right? Fox News is controlled opposition. It's the old Rhino Republicans. Now, there's some good organizations out there. There's one down in Eugene um, that that does pretty good. They're fair. They came to our open uh, Oregon election events back in April of 2020, right after they did the lockdown. I remember there were only 14 people in that audience. That's how scared everybody was. But... Anyways, nonetheless, we were still there and we are fighting strong just like we are right now, except now we have an army of people that are willing to stand up and understand these people will not relinquish. They will not give up and they will not stop until we need to politically chop their heads off and put the nail in the coffin and reassert our will as the people. So one of the things, the last thing I want to point out on this debate and they were supposed to be fair. Now the moderator's like, okay, guys, uh, we're going to have each one of you, the yes side and the no side, each one of you guys is going to be able to ask each other a question. And you guys ask the question, and then you respond, and then we'll go into audience questions. But they, asked, they let the yes side ask Kevin the question, and he answered it. Then he asked his question, and then they're like, okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> it's so obvious and it's so pathetic on how these guys are trying to tip the scale. Cause Kevin asked a great question about where do you guys get the number 10 in magazines to be able to protect yourself? Where's the statistical data to come up with that number? 
The fact is, is they want to disarm us in this incrementalization. But listen to this. It's just fascinating. Check it out. Move on uh, to the questions that you have for each other. Each side of this debate was asked to prepare a question for the other. We ask that you ask your question in 30 seconds or less, and please ask your question in the form of a question. You have 60 seconds to respond. And Mr. Hummel and Mr. Pendleton, what is your question for Mr. Sterrett? Uh, I'll take that, uh, Mr. Sterrett. Do you believe people uh, who have not uh, completed a criminal background check should be able to purchase firearms? I believe they should not be not denied their constitutional rights because of the inability of the police to do their job. Okay, well, uh, that was uh, remarkably uh, quick. Uh, let's get oh, now to- Yes, was the answer. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I, I answered the question, Mr. Hummel. You don't have to answer it for me. We'll, we'll let the audience decide uh, uh, what the answer was and, and uh, Determine it from there. Uh, Mr. Sterrett, your question now for the Yes on 114 campaign. Yeah, we've seen the Yes on 114 people have not answered a single question during this debate. I have no expectation they'll answer this one. Could you please provide the research and methodology you use to determine the 10 rounds is the exact number of rounds needed for a person to, to deal with a violent confrontation? Okay. And, uh, of course, in your closing statements, uh, both sides will have an opportunity to sum up some of these arguments and uh, make sure that the audience understands their position. <laughs> right now, it is time for audience questions. Uh, as noted earlier, City Club... Did we get an answer to that question? Though? Did we get an answer to that question? Uh, well, uh, if you want to uh, use... Well, your, you do have one, one more... Uh, 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 request well, they asked me a question the, and I answered it. I asked them a question and they were silent. Okay. Uh, obviously a disagreement there, folks. We do need to move no, on. To, we're, we're hold on. Answer. Gentlemen, gentlemen, here's the deal. You can, you can address this in your closing statement, okay? If you, if you want to make a statement or, or state that one side didn't answer a question or one side did, we, we can uh, address that now. So think about that as we approach the uh, closing, uh, closing statements. Right now, I do want to get to those audience questions. What? 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 Uh, 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 yeah, we're, you guys could just address that later uh, in the arguments. Even though, is this guy a freaking goldfish? Is he such a puppet? Like, he doesn't even understand what's happening or what's going on. Is he, is he just reading something? But somebody got in his ear and somebody said, don't let them answer that question. Move on, move on, move on, move on, move on, move on. Because it's a legitimate question. Where do they come up with the 10-round magazine that's going to help protect somebody against uh, a violent interaction? It's a reasonable question. Where do you guys even come up with that number 10? Who decided? It's kind of like the six foot rule in COVID. Remember how they said six feet, six feet, six feet. You know, some little 14 year old girl came up with that number. There is no statistical data that determined that six feet was a reasonable number to actually protect you against any airborne uh, respiratory infections or anything of the sort. There is no statistical data to it. They literally wanted to do it. You know, there is... Uh, concept floating around out there of why they recommended six feet and coming from a technology background it makes sense to me because I actually work with these systems there's tracking systems that are able to track people and they can track people facial recognition very sophisticated stuff uh, and the cameras have a hard time deciphering between clumps of people if they're within six feet so if you make everybody spread out six feet, it allows the camera and the tracker system to actually operate properly 
and do full profiles of each individual. Ah, see? Ha, huh. there's some method to my madness. That makes sense. That's some truth for you guys. And the truth is much more powerful than some BS claim, some 10-round magazine, or some six-foot rule, everything else. One last thing on this ballot before we get to the end. We're getting close to the break. So there's a bunch of billionaire families helping fund this Oregon control ballot, and I think it's important that you guys understand who they are. There's assessed $2.4 million going into this measure, right? Connie Ballmer, a Seattle philanthropist, right, gave $750,000 to the campaign. She married a billionaire, Steve Ballmer, the former longtime CEO of Microsoft, current over of Los Angeles Clippers. These are the people, non-Oregonians, that are behind this whole thing. And I commend you guys to get out there. Make sure you vote. Make sure you get your friends and family to vote. Everybody to vote. That's... The state is at its precipice. Are we going to move forward and reseat and retake and recapture this country? Or are we going to sit on the sidelines and watch it diminish down to nothing? You're listening to Noncompliant America. We'll see you next week.